Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Weeder kicks. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fastball up and in, and they get him this time. A strikeout of Carlson with two on will end things for the Cardinals here in the sixth. No runs, a hit, two left. We're going to the seventh. It's one nothing Phillies. Well, good morning, everybody. You heard it. Uh, great, great performance by Zach Wheeler last night as the Phillies beat the Cardinals 2 to nothing. Rob Ellis, uh, I'm Glenn Mack now, by the way. Good morning, everybody. Rob Ellis is with me on this uh, fine, fine Saturday. And, Rob, doesn't it feel like... We are back in the time when every Philly series is important, and this one particularly against a team like the Cardinals, who you're battling for the wild card. feels great watching big-time baseball. After a decade-plus, Glenn, of being in the wilderness, you know, yeah. we're, we're finally here. You're right. I mean, critical series, early July, games that you're hanging on every single pitch, and, and last night was kind of old school in that sense with both guys going deep. Big plays, guys stepping up. I mean, Bohm hasn't hit a home run in a month, and he comes up with two. You win a game where the other guy goes the distance, and you only get five hits. That's what you know. fun baseball is all about, and you're right. We're right there now. By the way, I feel like they've been playing against Adam Wainwright since about 2004. They have, actually. actually. I think they have, right? <laughs> he's, he's 40. He, yes. He's been around forever. He forever. was a veteran when they knocked the Phillies out in, in 11, but you know, let's not even think about that. Uh, well, I, I do always think of that. Of course I do. Um, it was a really important when they had faced the Cardinals five nights earlier. Uh, he, Wheeler, excuse me, had faced the Cardinals five nights earlier, and he had shut them down before. Uh, they are 9-4, and four, the Phillies and Wheeler's 13 starts, and he hasn't given up a run in the last 17-plus innings, and his ERA since April 28th is 153, 246 overall. Definite all-star uh, bid this week, right, Ron? I will tell you, Glenn, we don't talk about it enough, one of the great, if not the greatest, free agent signings. It's it's in any conversation that the Phillies have had or maybe any team in the city's had. He, he has been every bit of what they thought he was going to be and more. I mean, to hold that Cardinals team the last two outings, to no runs in 14 innings with that lineup? Yeah. It's remarkable. It's great. It's great. And listen, since June 24th, so we're really talking just over two weeks, the Phillies have gone 7-4 and four against Atlanta, San Diego, and the Cardinals, the three teams who they have to battle for those wild card spots. Phillies now are entrenched in the number six spot, uh, which is what you got to get. But they are beating the teams around. They're beating good teams. And they're doing it without Harper and Segura. Yeah. And, and getting nothing from shortstop, from second base, from right field. It's 
it's almost unbelievable. It is hard to fathom how they're doing this, but there's there's something different. There's hey, something drastically different. Manager of the decade. <laughs> Amen. Twenty three and ten under uh, the Tomper. I don't I don't know why. I mean, listen. We all know what the weaknesses of Joe Girardi were, and how he was reluctant to use pitchers so many nights in a row, and he wanted to rest guys and so on, and you know seemed to be playing more for September than winning games in May and June. But I can't explain why they're twenty three and ten. I think it's a combo. There's urgency, and there wasn't any urgency with Girardi. It was like you just said. It was always tomorrow. It was always September. Hey, we're, we're you know we're looking at this big picture. You know what? You don't always have to look at a big picture. Take day to day, and I think that's one of the things Thompson instilled in them is an urgency. He's figured out the bullpen too, Glenn, in in a big way. And I think you also have have had other guys just step up. Schwarber was, let's face it, he was awful in April and and, and you know into May, and he he's been ridiculous since then, and he's. In large part, along with Hoskins, just carried this team on their on their backs collectively since Harper went down. So they're now six games above five hundred for the first time this season. Twenty four and ten since June first, uh, ahead of the Cardinals. Um, and by the way, head to head, if they have tiebreakers, head to head is part of it. So winning these games against the Cardinals and the Padres and the Braves are really important. You mentioned the bullpen. Um, one of the great stories of this year is Sir Anthony, and I just kind of want your thoughts on that because that's uh, it's a guy who I really always rooted for and certainly rooted for to get back from just you know terrible injury that cost him two years of his career, and it's, it sure seems like he's there. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Glenn. I mean, I, frankly, I kind of wrote him off with the injuries, and I thought he was just going to be kind of one of those guys who was a flash in the pan, and we saw the great arm, and what he was going to be a what could have been kind of player mm-hmm. and for him to come back from I mean two years two plus years and you throw the pandemic in there it's amazing and you know he's a re- he has real closer stuff as opposed to some guy opposed to some guy who's just trying to kind of fake his way through it so you throw him in the back end and you know I, and I actually I really like and this is a little bit of a Gabe Kapler thing and you know I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there but I like what Thompson's done in that Hey, if if the killers are coming up in the eighth, guess what? I'm going to throw Dominguez in the eighth, and we'll deal, you know, hand in the ninth. He's done a really good job. I, I think that's the 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 biggest attribute, other than the sense of urgency with Thompson, is the the, the management of this pen. But you're right, Sir Anthony has stepped up in a big way. Hand, and you're doing this without Brogdon too, who I think is going to be a part of that back end also. It, it's that's one of the craziest things about this team is the bullpen went from being arguably the worst in baseball. To you know, in the discussion as as a top maybe seven bullpen, maybe I, I mean I haven't done the math, but it, it's it's no longer a weakness, and it is now a plus. And a guy who was a weakness, who was certainly a plus last night, was the third baseman. Let's take a listen to this. Swing and a high fly ball center field. This is well hit. Going back on it is Carlson to the track at the wall, and it is gone. Onto the batter's eye, grass berm and dead center Alec Bohm. With his fifth home run of the season as he goes dead central against Adam Wainwright and it's one nothing Phillies. Wainwright nods yes, here's the pitch. Swung on, hit deep to left. This one's got a chance. Back is Donovan at the wall, looking up and it's gone. And Alec Bohm with a two homer night tonight against Adam Wainwright. One to center and now to left and it's a multi-home run game for Bohm and it's a 2 nothing Phillies lead. Well, there you go. The guy who hadn't hit a home run in a month does it with his parents and his friends making the trip from Omaha. I always love those stories. They show the mom out there yeah. getting all excited. <laughs> and he hits the two. 
Uh, just a couple other things I want to co- uh, cover with the Phillies, Rob. We'll throw it to our callers, 215-592-9494. We have a lot we're going to cover today and some, int- we hope, interesting topics we're going to get you involved in. Um, in in the midst of a 6-for-45 slump, Odubel Herrera gets the start again in center field yesterday. I guess he got a hit, but he's still Odubel. Uh, after making that horrible defensive play in Washington the other night, I, I like Rob Thompson. I understand that he said Odubel's hit well against Wainwright over time, but when do they just glue this guy to the bench or send him packing? Yesterday. It's, it, there's no way. This, look, there's this weird faction of people who sort of – like I, I got into it a little bit last night, which I never, ever do. I just reacted to – Tom Kelly put something out there, our Tom Kelly, and then people picked up on it and – there's there's a weird faction of people that still sort of stick up for him with the justification that Moniac stinks. Like Wait, no, you got into a Twitter fight with Tom. Kelly? No, no, no. Tom put this thing out there like you know Herrera's the best you know the best option. All the best of bad options. The best of the bad options. If that's your argument, that's not an argument. And I don't mean Tom. I mean I'm, I'm talking about other folks. Like Moniac stinks, but that doesn't justify the stuff we've seen forever from Odubel Herrera. There's nothing new here. This is all the same bad movie. It's like sitting down and watching some garbage. It's like watching Caddyshack 2 over and over again. I mean, it's the, it's the same mistakes. He makes the same boneheaded... This equation is Shane Victorino Caddyshack 1. Yes, right? exactly right. It's been yes. a while since we got to see the real good one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Jack, it was a Jackie Mason who was uh, the star of yeah. Caddyshack 2. Anyway, Oof. so it's the same bad routes to balls in clutch situations. It's the same... But boneheaded base running. It's the same wild inconsistency where he'll be good for two weeks and then stink for a month and a half. I, I don't play Veerling every day. Just, I know he's not great. He's serviceable, but he's better than Odubel. And and it, it, this isn't even if you take for a second the, the off the field stuff out of it. This is just as a baseball player, he stinks. And yes, it's an indictment of the organization that they ha- don't have anything better. But enough already. Nicely said. Agree with every word you just said. All right, well, let's get to uh, the so-called elephant in the room, which near as I know, Rob, remains caged up because the manager has not yet addressed it. And here's what's going on. This Tuesday, the Phillies go to Toronto for a two-game set against the Blue Jays. We know they will be without, quote, several, unquote, players who have not complied with Canada's COVID vaccination policy, uh, in order to go into and play in Toronto, you have to have your vaccination. We remember last year there was a controversy with some Phillies who declined to get vaccinated. It appears to still be the that that way. Um, I don't. We don't know how many and what they juggle the rotation. Uh, I'm. I, I don't want to start naming names. We. I think I know who some of them are, but I'm not quite sure. I just, my opinion on this thing is, and I, I hate any time this issue comes up, and there's going to be other issues later today, I hate because they come up, but this is this is my thought. Um, by the way, the Red Sox lost a game up there last week because their closer couldn't get into right. Canada. This kid, Houck, mm-hmm. and they blew a lead, and the Red Sox, like the Phillies, are fighting for a wild card spot. And these games mean a lot. Every game at this point means a lot. We have agreed as a country that people have the right to make a decision whether they're going to be vaccinated. But we've also agreed that there are consequences for those decisions. Certainly in Canada, there are consequences for those decisions. And we are now at the point where those decisions hurt your team, hurt your teammates. Uh, You put yourself above the team. You put yourself over the community. Um, 
I cannot imagine that ownership, uh, the Phillies management, and that fellow players are delighted with the personal decisions these players have made, which will put them at a disadvantage when they play in Toronto these next two games. Yeah, I mean, the difficulty is this isn't golf or tennis where you're just affecting yourself. As you said, this is a team setting, and that's the biggest issue here. You're talking about a team that's one game up in the wild card, Glenn, and and you know it's right there with with the Cardinals. Giants are right on their tail. Marlins aren't even that far off right now. So you're vying. You're right there. You've done a lot to get to this point. The good news is it's only two games, um, but you may very well need at least one, if not both of these games, come the end of the season. This feels like it's going to be really, really tight. Like I don't think the Phillies are good enough to, to run away and hide. So this game or these games could be very critical and could be the difference between the playoffs or not the playoffs. So it's it's a huge issue, actually. It is a huge issue, uh, and I don't know. We'll learn maybe today, certainly tomorrow. Yeah, we were I supposed imagine. to learn yesterday, so I don't yeah, know, I know what happened there. Uh, well, he, I'm sure they're not thrilled they don't want to deal with it either. No, if you're Rob Thompson, it's the last thing you want to yeah. have to talk about and deal with and figure out, okay, how am I going to put together a lineup if I have three or four guys out? Again, I have heard names, but I'm not – I'm not in a position where I can verify it. I just think it sounds like the Phillies are going to be bringing a 4A team up to Toronto. And, um, well, we said it. You hurt your team. Yeah. That's it. Plain and simple. You hurt your team. Okay, a couple other quick things, and we will address these more as the show goes on, but I just kind of want to tease some stuff out that Rob and I will be dealing with. By the way, 215-592-9494. Other news, NHL draft was over the last couple days. Flyers draft, I love this kid's name, Cutter Gauthier. That's a great name. Yeah, it's a hockey name, man. 18-year-old future power forward, hopefully a future center. He's going to play for Boston College next year, and they make a rather controversial trade. Uh, they bring in an offensive defenseman from uh, Carolina, from Sewell, New Jersey, Tony D'Angelo, who's uh, who's got more baggage than Philly International. Um, we'll get into that later in the show. I don't know if you want to make a quick comment on that before we dig into it later. Yeah, it's not pretty. I mean, the only thing you can hope is that he's grown up. I mean, that's the only thing that you can hope with some of this stuff. I mean, yeah. when you're talking about you know, stuff that went down when he was in the juniors and it's racist and homophobic and it's, you know, and it occurred more than once. It's troubling, to say the least. And you're talking about a team that's trying to build a culture and you're talking about a, a, a you know, a Tortorella who's a, a flammable guy, right, to begin with. Mm-hmm. And he's also had run ins with coaches, he's had run ins with teammates. I, it, He's a combustible guy, man. He can play. He had a really good year last year, but there's a reason why he's on his fourth organization since 2017. He's bounced a lot for a young dude. Yeah, so we'll get into the details of that. They gave up a lot for him as well. Uh, Reports of James Harden signing a two-year deal with the Sixers. I kind of like it. I mean, I I wasn't delighted to even have to have him on the team, but I think, again, we'll talk this in detail later, but I think given the circumstances, Rob, but... About the best you could do? Yeah, my greatest fear, Glenn, was this was going to be opt-in and give him three more because Daryl Morey loves him. And if this is two years, and from what we're hearing, it, it's sort of a bet on himself kind of thing. It, it, it aids the Sixers and it aids him. In other words, the Sixers have a lot more cap room. He's not killing them from that perspective. Apparently $15 million less, according to Sham Sharania. You know that that's a huge discount, and the second year may be a, a player option, which means he's banking on having a monster year, which means highly motivated James Harden, which, hey, mm. I'll take it, and that's a good thing for the Sixers. This is 
by far the best scenario that could have happened. This is a this is really good news. I don't love Harden. I would I would have you know let him walk, frankly. Uh, but in this case, this works and this makes a lot of sense. By the way, nice pronunciation on the Shams part. That's on the Sharania part. I've I've missed <laughs> that you. many times myself. <laughs> uh, actually, you know we have a caller who wants to talk about Harden, so let's we'll go to him quickly. Uh, Bill in Downingtown. Bill, what's on your mind this morning? Well, I uh, I kind of feel. Uh, the Sixers screwed up in a number of areas. They had Mikel Bridges. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. trade him to somebody that's not even in the NBA now. And then what about Jalen Brunson? I mean, these kids at Villanova play defense. Harden never played defense in his life. I knew that was a mistake from the get-go. I mean, the guy, you know what? Stick a yeah, listen, I, listen I, I don't argue with any of the specifics you said, but I can't kind of package that with hard and those are all separate things and then sometimes separate administrations. Well, I would I would have went after uh, 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 Jalen because he's better at this stage of his career and he's a young guy I yeah mean, Bill I could tell you he, he was headed to the Knicks he wasn't heading anywhere else his dad's there well, they, they, this was this was a done deal from from Jump Street that he was gonna just wave a little bit more money that's what it all comes down to and they didn't have the money to wave right well, you don't sign Harden. You, if you don't sign Harden, you could go get Durant too. <laughs> they they don't have anywhere near that kind of money, Bill. Even if they don't sign Harden. Well, what would Wilt Chamberlain get today? The whole league? <laughs> yes, right. He would. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, but yes, he would. I don't know. He would get whatever the top player yeah, yeah, look, is paid. That's Glenn, what players get. They we, get the, the best player gets the top money. We could sit here and litigate all the mistakes, and there were tons. I mean, basically, all you have to show from the process is Joel Embiid, which is a disgrace. It's nothing short of it. But I mean, you're, we're here now. There, there's, you know, we all love to have Michael Bridges here, of course. But you know, that's spilled milk. This is best case scenario, and and I, I'm not telling you. I still don't think Glenn. They're better than. Boston or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know, you, or you know the usual suspects. Miami, I still don't mm-hmm. think they are. But no, this they, is the best. I don't thing think they moved happened. up or down in the standings based on signing PJ Tucker. Is again nice signing, but I don't think it moves the needle. No. Yeah. No. And uh, again, we'll we'll get back to that later. We start with the Phillies. Uh, we will get into the Flyers and the Sixers. Uh, we're going to talk about the Eagles' biggest area concern later in the show with Bo Wolf of the Athletic. Spoiler, it's not the quarterback that Bo sees as the biggest area of mm, concern. Okay. Yeah, uh, we uh, have a terrific show to recommend for what we're watching. So I, you and I talked yesterday. I, uh, I love it. You said you were going to check this show out. Yes. How deep did you get? I got three episodes in. Uh, uh, well, that's where I am. That's yeah. good. And okay. uh, I'll give you my, you know, my review in a little bit, but uh, I'm glad you turned me on to it. We're going thumbs up, thumbs down? We're going thumbs up? Uh, up, 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 up. Yes. Okay, good. All right, so we'll do that for what we're watching the 11 o'clock hour, and we will mourn uh, two great ones in showbiz who passed away yesterday. And coming up, Rob and I are going to dive into the issue of how fans and viewers watch games anymore, which, according to surveys, the answer is they don't. Um, there is a generational divide here on how sports fans consume TV. Rob and I will discuss that and invite you to be part of the discussion of all of this. 215 215- Five nine two ninety four ninety four two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack. Now it is Saturday morning on ninety four WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Macknett. 215-592-9494. Um, Phillies Cardinals later today. All right, so I, I kind of... Th- I got something I want to run by you that I've been kind of marinating on for a while, Rob. Mm-hmm. And I want your opinion. I, I definitely want Kyle Quinn's opinion because he is younger than us. Um, and this kind of came to me when I was um, when I was with my kids. I've been on vacation, and so we're we're up north, and we got the kids, and I'm trying to watch the Phillies games and so on. And I can't I can't get all of the games, so in some games I'm reduced to just watching the highlights, and it's driving me crazy because. <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting the context of all the game. And so I'm talking to my son about that. And he says, wait, Dad, you still watch the whole game? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you do. You watch the game. And he kind of snarks and goes, nobody I know watches the whole game. <laughs> and I assume he's just talking about baseball. But then we get into talking about the NBA and, in fact, the, the championship round, the, the finals, which had the lowest ratings of any NBA Finals in the last, I think it's like 22 years or something. And they, you know, big market teams should have had a good audience, big-name players. And the report I saw afterwards said the reason that the ratings are way down is because younger fans, I'm reading this off the thing, prefer to watch highlights, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Instagram Reel. I don't even know what that is. YouTube, people under 25, and to a large extent, people under 35, consume sports 
basketball and baseball and hockey more so than football off of watching highlights on social media. That's what they want. It's why the NBA Finals had the lowest ratings in years. I was flabbergasted. Well, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I shouldn't be. Uh, And I got all kinds of numbers and studies to back this up, and I really want to hear from people of different age groups, right? If you're 50-plus, do you sit down and watch games? If you're under, do you watch highlights? But, Rob, I'll start with you. I mean, is this this a thing? Uh, I think it's a thing, Glenn, and I think it absolutely breaks down in in generational, you know, lines here. I I will say this. I don't think, and and we'll get Kyle's opinion on this, and he'll represent the, the, you know, the the 20-somethings, but I, I don't think this applies to the NFL nearly as much as it does the other sports. I, I think people sit down and just, just, for example, watch Eagles games of, of any age virtually in their entirety. I, I would say this absolutely applies to the Phillies. I think it applies to the winter sports and, and, and the Phillies, certainly baseball and hockey and basketball way more than it does football. Look, Okay. For, for, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say for me personally um, – I have zero desire to just watch a highlight of a game. I feel like I'm missing so much. Like I, when I did my morning TV show, Breakfast on Broad, we were on at 6 a.m. And a I, fine show that was. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I would stay up and still watch the games like a lunatic. I mean, I'd, I'd be on two hours sleep, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't just wake up, look at a highlight, and, and read a game story. I felt like I was missing the essence of what it was. But I... I I see the way my son watches sports on his tablet. Now he's a Sixers lunatic, so he won't miss a Sixers game. But he has no problem watching highlights of the other teams and the other sports. Well, and I also think there may be a difference between the team you really, really root for and just the other other True. Now, you, you mentioned Eagles games. Yes, Eagles fans watch Eagles games, and I believe they watch them in their entirety because it's not a game. It's an event. It's There's 16 of them a year. Well, no, there's not. There's 17. Right. <laughs> God Almighty. Or or maybe more, you hope, if they make it's, the playoffs. We're going 18 soon. Yeah, yes, I know. Whatever, yes. whatever it is. They but played 18 still, last year. But it, yes, they did. It is still an event that you plan your week around. Um, do you, or do you think, do you think your, your basic Philadelphia sports fan says, oh, Sunday night football, I'm going to sit down for the next three and a half hours and watch the Chargers against the Patriots? That's a good question. The other thing I would throw into this uh, is the gambling aspect of it and in-game betting, which I think would keep people more tuned into an entire game rather than just a highlight. But um, I still say with the NFL, even out of town, that that would be more. But I for sure think that would apply. Like... I think it's a great measuring stick. What's interesting to me, Glenn, about this is they're still giving out these monster TV deals, and I know things are I going know. towards streaming, but the networks may not be this must not be this afraid of it. I and I got numbers on that that I'll get to in a minute because I don't understand any aspect of that. I, I really would like to pull people in on this two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four if you have a thought on this. All right, Kyle, you are how old are you? Kyle? I'm twenty six. All right, you're a pup, right? Yes. So. Where do you line up on this? Well, I, so I think uh, it's really the generation below me that uh, that. Wait, that's, there's a generation below. Yeah, me. there's a few actually, Glenn. Wow. So you might, really? uh, yeah. Sorry to sorry to inform you of that, um, but uh, so I probably got like my first cell phone when I was like a young teenager. These kids nowadays, they're getting them, you know, 
when they're uh, when they're like six, seven, I don't know, like nine, maybe. No, so, they so are these not. kids. Oh well, some kids are. No, six. Getting well, a like, cell dude, phone at seven. Right, not not six, but like or uh, but they'll have like an iPad or something, some it's sort true. of screen. Yeah, yeah, it's very a true. A screen yeah. that they're looking yeah, down yeah, yeah, at, yeah. right? They'll have, so, a, they'll have a device. Yeah. yeah, but I agree with Rob that I think football is an entirely different animal, and the gambling has a lot to do with it. But fantasy football also more than anything, uh, people are still you know locked in, paying attention for their guys. Baseball and basketball, though, yeah, I could easily see a kid checking out on one of those games. I think the thing is, it's not just sports, guys. It's it's really everything. I mean, it's an instant gratification era that we kind of live in, right? You have Twitter. Uh, people are only consuming it's little true. bits, and then they move on to the very next thing. That's why highlights on YouTube, I think, are, are perfect for kids that age. Now, here's where football, I think, separates itself they have red zone, right? Which is like perfect for the yeah. attention span. Yeah, it's yes. crack. It's, it's crack for right, the attention of those span. young kids. So you're yeah. not. There's no downtime between all the plays, like in baseball and in basketball when they're calling timeouts and stuff. Like it, at red zone, you're getting play after play after play. So that I think is easier to uh, to keep a younger guy's attention there. But otherwise. I mean, yeah, it's hard to sit there. And, and kids don't watch baseball to see the little uh, intricate games between the pitcher, the mind games between the pitcher and the batter anymore, right? Like, they just want to see the ball go blasted 450 feet. Um, I, I can sort of enjoy the little mind games, so I watch for that. I can enjoy the downtime between baseball because I know what's kind of going on. But for the kids, I mean, you know, they couldn't care less. They want to see what somebody tweeted about what Kyle Schwarber, you know, that Kyle Schwarber, it's a home run. They want to see what all their favorite sports guys are tweeting about yeah. Kyle Schwarber's home run instead of waiting to see, you know, what the next guy's doing in the box. Or the so. bat flip or whatever the handshake right. is exactly. after the home run. Or the exit velo, yes. you know, just stupid stuff like that. So it, it's a really like instant gratification, uh, quick hit. Type of uh, era, right. I think, is what it is. Allow me to say that I do, I in fact plead guilty to some of this. Uh, and when you talked about how people consume life on Twitter, I do that. I mean, I do that with my news. I subscribe to, to the Philadelphia Inquirer and the New York Times, and I got stacks of it at home from floor to ceiling because I always think, oh, yeah, I'm going to read this later. And then I get all my news on Twitter. And by right. the end of the day, it's like I'm not going to sit down and read a, you know, 100 inch article because I already saw it 15 times on Twitter. And I think baseball is the extreme of this because we can agree that baseball is long, and I think the product these days is by and large boring. And you know the Phillies are playing great, which has people has us as everybody in Philly watching it. But by and large, a baseball game is not a very exciting product these days. But the NBA and the NFL. Let me let me give you guys some more numbers. This was a 2021 study commissioned by Variety which is the big showbiz publication. Variety found that, uh, and this is fans age 18 to 34, right? So Kyle's kind of right in the middle of that. 48% of NFL fans, 54% of NBA fans, and 58% of Major League Baseball fans prefer watching highlights of their favorite sports over full games. That's half of NFL watchers. Which I guess could be red zone. It's fifty-four percent of NBA watchers, while only twenty percent of NFL fans over thirty-nine feel the same way. Uh, almost half of NBA and MLB supporters in the same demographic agree with their younger peers. Nobody's watching the games. Yeah, nobody's watching the games. I read this. There's an article by a guy who the guy who did the study, and he said, "This is the TikTokification." <laughs> it's a good word. Uh, in a way of sports, wanting smaller bits, shorter segments, highlights. Even with declining viewership, uh, the NFL, and this relates to what you said, Rob, earlier, the NFL 
signed a number of media rights deals with broadcasters like Amazon, NBC, CBS, and others. The story's from 2021. Collectively, these deals were worth $113 billion over the next 11 years. That's more than a decade away. Given what we're seeing, given all that, doesn't it seem a mistake for the broadcasters to kind of sign that big money, those big money deals? Yeah, I just wonder if they're out of touch, if it does, if the bubble doesn't burst at some point and advertisers don't read what you're reading, Glenn. I don't quite get why that there's still that number. Now, some of those are streaming services, which are a little bit of a different way to consume things for sure. But, I, you know, I don't know. Is this... Is this any different than what we're getting in society in general? Like, it, sports are always a reflection of society. We don't have the same attention span, which means you can't sit, people can't sit through two and a half, three hours of anything, let alone a sporting event. And that's one of the reasons why yeah, Twitter, I'm going to scroll through it. I'm not going to sit there and read the New York Times in-depth piece about uh, global warming. So, so I think a lot of it is is a straight reflection of what's going on in our world and our life in 2022. Let me ask you a question. You're watching you're watching an NBA game. You're watching the NBA uh, finals, semifinals, mm-hmm. okay? Which weren't very good this year. There were no a lot, a lot of blowouts, blowouts in the NBA playoffs. playoffs. But whatever. Then you're watching the NBA finals. Does Rob Ellis have one hand on the remote control, kind of going back and forth during slow times so that you can keep up with the old man or whatever other show you're watching? Mm-hmm. That was a question. Oh, I thought you meant one hand on on, on my phone and my the remote. Um, uh, one one hand. Well, you yes. may on the phone as well. That's you got two hands. Yes. If it's I, not, the I sixes. watch every damn thing with my phone in my hand, looking it, at stuff. So do I. It, it, and I unfortunately I eat that way too a lot of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is, oh, and you have a wife who probably is as excited about it. Oh, she's you. thrilled. Yeah, it's great. It's great for. Can we put down the phone the, and well, spend time together? Well, that and you know if this kids see you doing it, they're going to do it too. Right. But um. No, I, I agree with you 100%. If it's the Sixers, I'm probably just completely locked in. But if it's Golden State and, and the Celtics and it's an eight-point game, yeah, I'm seeing what, what Jeff Bridges is doing uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the old man. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm guilty as well. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm you know this, this patient guy who could sit through everything. I've become homogenized to what this world is, too. I still like watching games. Look, Glenn, I'm the sucker who will just – I'm their I'm their target audience because I watch, consume a ton of it, and I'm different. I know I am, and I'm, I'm not the way things are now. I get it. It has trended the other way. It's definitely trended the other way, and we want to ask this. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different topic than we usually address, and you can bring up any of the other things that we have or will talk about, but I'd really love a, people, a couple of people to just weigh in on this um, of whatever age group you are and, say, and ask you the question. How do you watch games anymore? Do you still watch games? Do you prefer highlights to games? Do you, you know, wait until the morning or, you know, check 1130 at night before you go to bed. Let's get the highlights of all the games, which are, God, you can get them all and they're great. And I can consume the whole thing in 20 minutes. By the way, you know who started all this? The guilty party. If it is guilty, I don't want to, I don't want to put a value uh, judgment on it, but you know, you know who started this whole thing? ESPN with SportsCenter? ESPN, that is correct. But I, I still say, maybe ignorance is bliss. If you aren't watching a game, you're not picking up on a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, you, but not everybody feels the need to. I Yeah, no, I guess. I, I, think I mean, ba- you're in the business. You have to. True, very true. I think baseball is probably number one on this trend list. And I would say yeah, well, football would... would haven't would, we suffered enough? Would fall last, but you, your point about baseball is right. You know, people can say whatever they want. It's not as aesthetically pleasing as it was. It is an all-or-nothing game that's become 
about middle relief, which is the least sexiest thing on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's about strikeouts and home runs. Right. Uh, let me let's let's get Mike in Exton and see what he thinks about this. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. I definitely went in on this. Um, I've reverted back to listening to sports on the radio. There's too many commercials, and these people on TV talk way too much. Hmm. Well, hold on. There's no more. Are there any fewer commercials on radio? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's an easier to listen. You know, right. I, say, I only listen to Philly sports. That's yeah. for me. I mean, it's just too, it's too, I watch, it's hard even getting through an Eagles game. I remember watching the Thursday night football game with Brady and I had to go listen to Merrill. Hmm. Well, I, I can't fault you there. I, I mean, there, there are times where the national broadcast just don't know as much about your team. And you are better off. Glenn, I'll tell one other thing yeah, on this. He's, he's bringing up a, a valid but separate issue. Yeah, sort of a different deal. But I will say this, and this is sort of touches on what he mentioned. I don't know if you remember this game. Remember the Phillies played that uh, that that early 12 o'clock game? Um, was, it, was it against the Nats? It, it, it was the it was the Amazon, the uh, Peacock game. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I did not watch that on television. Okay. But, uh, yes. it, it was, you know, it was a challenge to listen, to, to watch and listen to the broadcast. It, it, they're trying to go in this direction. And in fact, last week, I think they didn't even have announcers, believe it or not. Yeah, there was a game in Detroit. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's become more of sort of like talk show as opposed to play by play. And the problem that you have is they try to, like, they put Ruben Amaro there with Kevin Franson, who certainly has a knowledge of the Phillies. There's no doubt, but he does Nats games now. And Jason uh, Benintendi, who does national stuff in the White Sox. But he clearly didn't know, like he mentioned, again, Rail Muto, clearly one of the, probably the greatest catcher in baseball right now. No, he's not. You have been watching the Phillies all year if yeah, you're saying I, that. You get that a lot with and, the national right. games. But that, again, it's a different issue, and I, I don't think that's not why people are watching it, because we're talking about local broadcasts. Yeah. We're talking about um, all of the sports. We're not talking about the fact that uh, I, I have to suffer through Alex Rodriguez. Um, well, although that's, that, again, separate but very val- viable issue. Yeah. Well, let's see what people think. 215-592-9494. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack. Now hit us up on 94WIP. And it's time for me to talk to you and tell you that the summer heat means it's that time of year to crank up the AC and keep your home cooling more efficiently and help to help save you money on high energy bills. I suggest you go Guida and finally, finally replace those old drafty inefficient windows and doors with great people at Guida Door and Window. Right now, Guida is offering the biggest discounts of the year with their big 40% off summer sales event on all expertly installed windows and doors. You'll receive 40% off each window you buy. That's 40% off all high-performance, energy-efficient, triple-pane windows. And you receive 40% off any door, including insulated entry doors, patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. Plus, get your project started today with no money down and pay it off interest-free for up to 18 full months. All prior sales excluded. Minimum purchase is required. Don't let this pass you by. Go guide it today. Call to schedule a free in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack now. Let's talk to Jack in Roxborough. What's going on, Jack? Oh, nothing much, gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? Doing great, Jack. I just want to touch on a couple of your topics real quick. First off, I think the biggest thing these days is time has just become too valuable. You can't sit there and stuff and and watch every Sixers game and, you know, start to finish Phillies games, all that stuff. Now it's just a filler. The only time I really carve out time is Eagle Sundays. I'll take that three and a half hours and just dedicate it to being an Eagles fan. 
Mm-hmm. But other than that, you just don't have enough time to sit around and watch sports anymore. That's Everything fair. I catch is an hour in the morning getting the kids ready and stop watching Sports Center. Uh, Sundays, if I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner, doing the dishes or whatever, I got the Phillies on the TV and stuff in the kitchen. You just don't have that kind of time to invest to be a four for four guy anymore. It's a fair point. There are more games, more teams, and the games are longer. I think it's a fair point. Yeah, and and look, it's not that people didn't work hard back in the day, but it, you know, you can be hustling two, three jobs. I get it, kids. It's a lot. It is. There's no doubt. It, it, it is a time drag to have to be to not to keep up with all of it. It is a challenge for sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Well, well, well oops, sorry. Yeah, he might have had something else to say. Uh, it's my pal Lou in Mount Laurel. You're on Glenn. with uh, Rob Ellison, uh, Glenn. Hey. Now, hey, Lou. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Rob. How are you? Hey, Lou. Glenn. Glenn, yesterday, I'm sorry if I get upset, but yesterday was one of the worst days in Italian-American history ever. Ever. Oh, I know. Because we signed Tony D'Angelo, and then how does the Lord pass? He takes away Paul Wallace from us because we signed Tony D'Angelo. It's a direct correlation. It's an outrage. It's interesting I've cause and effect. I've never been so embarrassed. I've never been so embarrassed to have a vow to edit my name, and we have Guy Fieri and Tony Danda. I'm done. I'm done, Glenn. And Sonny Corleone. I'm done. And we lost funny the day before. James Conn. What's up with Tony D'Angelo? Why? Come on. Yeah. We, we're going to get into that in the next segment. I, I, I am eager to hear, Lou, I know you as a good and loyal hockey fan, and I want to hear but of it your outrage. It, kill, it killed me. And then you look at what they gave up. We give up Ghost and the pictures to take them. We sign Rislin, and, the, the, and of course, we have the only player in the world that gets cooped up by the Russian government where we could have potentially have another goalie. I swear this organization is cursed, curse, Len. I swear to God. Um, you I, right. It's well, unbelievable. I mean, it's only been 47 years, Lou. I mean, what's the big deal? What's God. the rush? But to- I've watched Tony D'Angelo. What is- Not only is he mediocre, he's a scumbag of a human being. Why? He's, he's had a lot of incidents. Why? Yeah. Uh, and I listen, and, and Lou, as always, tremendous contribution <laughs> by you, and, I, and your outrage uh, and your humor is great. Um, again, I, I'm kind of saving that for the next segment because I want to dive deep into it. But mm-hmm. one of the things he raised, I think everybody kind of knows about it, all the behavioral issues. I don't know that he's as good a player as they think he is, and we'll we'll discuss a lot of that coming up. But uh, the, the was, one thing on that, Glenn, fine, fine connection he made between that and, and, and or Tony Sirico, right, and Paulie Walnuts. Um, I, I truly believe this is a head. They, they don't think Ryan Ellis is coming back. Four yeah, games. if you, you do think Ryan Ellis is coming back, you'd probably not make this deal. No, this is a hedge to an extent. I mean, it's not like you gave a lot up for the hedge, but it just it it would tell me as we sit here on July 9th that they're not expecting much out of Ryan Ellis in terms of playing. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, let's go to Fred. You're on with Rob and Glenn. Hey, Fred. Happy Saturday, gentlemen. Rob, my fellow Temple Owl alum. Hey, Fred. Uh, always good to talk to you guys. Glenn, listen every Saturday. Thank um, you, man. Down here in South Carolina. Um, Thank you. And I don't know how I follow up Lou, because that's just, that's radio gold right there. I don't, I don't know how to do it. Um, I'm going to tell you that from my watching perspective, I still, I'm more close to your guys' age, so I'm still invested in the games. I will tell you that my NBA watching experience gets really, really a drudgery when you see guys three, clunk, miss, down the court, three, clunk, miss. I mean, they miss more, far more shots 
in today's game than they ever made. Now I get it; they're all everybody's hitting the three and D, but that's it becomes unwatchable. And in baseball, with launch angles, and I, you know, I know I sound like the guy standing on the lawn screaming, "Get off my lawn!" But you know, when you watch strikeout after strikeout after strikeout, or ground out after ground out after ground out, it is really difficult to to maintain your interest in games like that. Where in football, in an instant, it can happen. I mean, for crying out loud, they put the USFL on TV and sold advertising for that. So yeah, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch a second of that. Did you? Was it any good? I no, it was horrible. Um, okay. it, it, you know what it was like? It was like watching the fourth preseason game every <laughs> single week. Wow. Um, Quite an endorsement there. Yeah. I'm just saying, um, but it was slightly better than the CFL. So, but it, but it also goes to that idea that you know, football is an event. I think it's the reason why the world embraces soccer because it's an event, and something mm-hmm. can happen at any moment. Where in, say, basketball or in baseball. It's drudgery, and those of us who are passionate about sports, yes, we will endure the drudgery, but today's generation and even the generation beyond them, um, they haven't come up, like Rob said uh, and, and other people have mentioned, but the idea is that it, you know, as soon as they're bored, they tune out because you know, the idea is people will stream TV shows seven in a row. They'll sit hours and hours and hours and watch a show, so it isn't about that, but the advertising comes to – you know, people, the reason why I think advertisers do it is because it's there. It's content. So instead of one sponsor sponsoring one set of stream things, you can get three or four sponsors into a game, even if yeah. nobody's watching it. And, and Fred, I got to run, but very good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah the, listen, Rob, the argument always in terms of why sports gets such high rights fees is because it's the one thing you got to watch live. Yes. Right? Yes. You and I can watch our TV shows whenever we want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Sports, you got to watch live. But now all this, you know, this information, the, the studies show, no, people don't watch live. Several of our callers have said they don't watch live because the content's not as good as it used to be. I think that those callers are not the 18 to 35-year-olds yeah. who don't know what it used to be. They don't know that the content isn't as good as it used to be. They just have different ways of consuming everything. I blame Sesame Street. Well, here's one of the things I wonder as I'm thinking about this, right? And we brought up the the, the trend towards streaming and Amazon taking over Thursday Night Football and all those kind of things. If this, if everything, and I, I believe all the numbers you've thrown out there, you know, to me, this then bodes very poorly for the traditional CBS, ABC, Fox going forward, and and everything goes towards streaming because they already have you. In other words, you've pl- you've paid your prescription, your subscription price to sign up for these networks. Whereas, if, if people aren't paying attention and watching the games and they're bailing, eventually, network TV is going to say this isn't worth our investment. Yeah, it's not. Or you know what else? You know what else? I think we're going to see more of is alternate ways of presenting you the games. Yeah. Example, uh, the NFL did those Nickelodeon games in the last couple of years to attract younger audiences. By all accounts, those were a big hit. Mm-hmm. Example, the Manning Brothers uh, simulcast, yeah. which they've also done with Barkley and done in other sports. They're doing it with Sunday Night Baseball. I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but A-Rod's involved in that. Your boy. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear a Correct. <laughs> the Manning thing worked because you felt like you were sitting on the couch with right. them and they had really cool guests and mm-hmm. the brothers pulled it off right. and it was fun. A-Rod's just a drip. Um, <laughs> but I think that we'll get more creative programming rather than 
At 7.05, I'm Mel Allen, and here comes the first pitch. Yeah, and that goes back to what I was saying. I think that's what, what, what Peacock is trying to do poorly, but they're trying to do it. You're right. I think it's going to turn more into almost sports talk as opposed to traditional play-by-play. Well, maybe we got a future yet. That's <laughs> it. And it's coming, Glenn. We just got to stick around for a little while longer. Yeah. Get Ray out of retirement. <laughs> He's enjoying himself no, too much. Uh, I'll sneak in one more call. V, uh, you're on with Robin Glenn. Hello, V. Um, I think V got He's distracted not quite by ready. something else. Yeah. All right. Well, then you know what? We will take the break. We will come back. We will talk to the folks at 215-592-9494. And, yeah, coming up, we'll talk about that trade the Flyers made yesterday that has a lot of people upset. 215-592-9494. He's Rob Ellis. I'm Glenn Mack. Now, Saturday morning on 94 WIP. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.